give God praise that He's got peace, wonderful peace coming down from the throne room of God over our lives. today. Amen. Would you give God a great hand clap of praise and thank Him for the peace that passes all understanding. Amen. What a wonderful, wonderful move into the Spirit of God this morning. Amen. Thank you so much to our praise team for all that they do and moving us into the presence of God. Amen. Before we go into our sermon this morning, I want to thank you again. I mentioned as the beginning of our service I uh, was thanking Brother Michael and Sister Elizabeth and those that went with them uh, this past Friday to uh, feed the football team. Eighty players, I believe it was. It's a lot of food. And, uh, thank you so much for representing Coosa Valley and going and being able to do that. And then also, uh, Brother Michael was able to speak to them and pray uh, over, their, over them for the game. So thank you so much for those that has gone. Thank you again also... Uh, for those that's helped us in Backpack Buddies, uh, we have for the second time sent 204 of the little Chef Boyardee microwave cups to Backpack Buddies. This is feeding, two, they feed 200 students every week. Brother Andy, what does that cost the church? Well, that cost us $185, $190 every time to do that. That's not, a lot. That's not a lot to help feed 200 students, is it? I got two people agree with me. That's not a lot to feed 200 students, is it? No, it's not. I thank you so much for those. Uh, as you give into the benevolence ministry, that's, what, that's some of the things that that is going towards to help. And thank you so much for your giving. Amen. This morning, over the last couple of weeks, or last couple of months, we have been talking about keeping the blessings that God has given to us. This morning I want us to take a look at a, at a spiritual warfare that we could go through. Many times people will quote the verse of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 15 and they'll quote part of this verse and says, Do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, for the battle is not yours but it is God's. And so many will quote that verse and they'll, they'll thank God, Oh, I'm so thankful that God is going to take care of this. I'm so thankful that God's going God's to go to battle for me. Hallelujah, glory. <clears throat> glory to God. Now, how many of you are sitting like this this morning? I didn't ask Lafayette, I asked y'all in here. How many wishes you was in? Don't answer that one. You're just laying on the couch or sitting in the recliner. You know, I should have wore some of them funny socks. Let me change out real quick. No, 
That'd be bad. But that's spiritually speaking, that is what a lot of people will do is they'll quote this verse and they'll say, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed. God has got this battle. I can stretch back. God's got this. Well, you know what? God does have this. But what we don't understand is we've just, we've just went through six to eight weeks talking about keeping the blessings of God, right? How many is glad to keep the blessings God's given to us? Come on. How many's glad to keep... I better move that back. How many's glad to keep the physical blessings that God has given to us? I like it. How many how many's glad of the... Fi- Wait a minute. How many's glad of the financial blessings that God's... Oh, everybody in the house raised their hands. But how many is actually fighting to keep the blessings God's given to us? Come on. We've talked over the last six to eight weeks. We've talked about how that we can keep the blessings that God has given to us. We've talked about how that if we want to keep those, there's things that we need to do. We need to get a hold of God in prayer. One person, two people. We need to get a hold. Y'all don't, y'all, look, I know the pumpkin patch. But if y'all don't help me preach, we're going to be preaching to one o'clock. If we want to keep the blessings God's given to us, we've got to go to God in prayer. If I want God to touch my physical body, then I need to be praying that God will heal somebody else. Come on. If I want God to bless me financially, then I've got to trust Him at His Word. I've got to give, and God will give it back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I don't know about you, but I like that in my wallet. Nobody agrees with me. I like that in my wallet. Come on. But listen, why do you think God has blessed this little bitty small country church? It's because God has blessed the people that is in this church and God uses us in the ministries that God has placed us in and we give... And we give, and we give. God bless us financially. Come on. Brother Andy, are you really going to stand up and talk about preaching on tithing and giving? No. That's coming up, but not right in this moment. I've already done it. I'm going to do it again. Why? Because we, listen. Let me tell you a little secret. Everybody looking at my ugly nose. If you look around. I said look at my ugly nose. Don't look around. If you look around. There are new faces. Just because somebody comes in... I'm on, this is a secret. I don't tell nobody I said this. Just because somebody comes to church does not mean they know the Bible. Ever so often, there's nothing wrong with getting back to the basics. Hello? What are the basics? We've got to get a hold of the horn of the altar of God and pray and seek the face of God. We've been teaching on praying. Amen? There is a spiritual battle and we cannot do it sitting on a seat, reclined back and thinking, well, God's got this. 
Yes, God has got this, but that's not what they did in the Bible. And that's not what we're supposed to do today. So take a look. While you're turning in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians, or 2 Chronicles, excuse me, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 14. While you're turning there, I want you to know something. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. God wants to know, do you mean business when you come to Him? Or are you just playing games? God wants to know you mean in business. When I go to my doctor, me and my doctor are all good speaking terms right now. When I go to my doctor, listen, when you go to your doctor and, and you've got high cholesterol and they prescribe you medication and they tell you what to not eat, <laughs> they tell you these things to do and you come back and they find out you're not doing them, did you know your doctor can fire you? I ain't been fired by a doctor, don't you? I don't think that. I didn't say we was on speaking terms, or nice speaking terms. I said I ain't been fired by my doctor yet. Several years ago, my grandmother's doctor, we was told a step to take by the social worker at the hospital. I took that step. Two days later, I got a letter from the doctor that said, summation, we're fine, your grandmama's a patient. I picked up the telephone. Don't give me your personal cell phone number if you don't want me calling it. I called him at 9 o'clock at night. I don't care if I woke him up. She is under intensive care through hospitals and rehabs and stuff. I called him and I said, what in the world is this letter? Well, you didn't think my treatment was working. Why do I need to continue to be? I said, what? That was not what was being discussed. We had a nice conversation. He retained my grandmother as a patient. Why? Because he knew I was fighting to do everything I could to get her the best care possible, him and including specialists, to do what needed to be done for her. Now, if I'd have sat back and just done whatever, nothing would have took place. Your doctor wants to know, are you going to fight and you're going to do what they're telling you to do? They prescribe you, a, they prescribe you glasses. And if you don't wear them and you go back to the doctor and say, my eyes hurt. Well, have you been wearing your... No. Then why, why are they going to put forth the effort if you're not willing to put forth the effort? Does ever, is this, is this make, meaning sense to somebody? Too many times people think, spiritually speaking, and earthly, carnality speaking, people think that everything's supposed to be given them to, to them on a silver platter. And the Word of God says, uh-uh, ain't happening. God wants to know, do you mean business? Are you willing to fight? Are you willing to get in a spiritual fight for the needs in your life? And then the next question God's wanting to know, do you have your spiritual fighting clothes on? 
Come on now. Last question. Are you going to give up so easily when things get rough? Do you know how many times that as a pastor I have seen that people will start face a bat, facing a battle and they give up on the brink of a miracle coming in their life. They give up right on the verge of a step into a move of God. Look, I've come too far to give up now. I've, got, I've come too far to sit back and do nothing. I've come too far to give up on God. Are you willing to get into a spiritual fight? Now, I could, look, here's another thing about a spiritual fight you need to understand. Where's Cade at? Okay, there he is. Everybody knows who Cade is. He's six years old. He stands about yay tall. His first day at church was my first day at church. And that's my buddy. Now, I'm just going to use me and him. We ain't going to get in a fight, real. We, we, we play around. We play, don't we? But if me and him got into a physical fight, you see how big I am and you see how little is he is, who's going to win? <laughs> Some pointed at him. He probably would. <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah, exactly. He, Y'all, he's back there doing this number. But if you look physically, I would win. But does anybody remember a story in the Bible that was talking about a little bitty story, hardly worth mentioning, but a man by the name of Goliath. Does anybody remember him? Boy, little David, oh, so small. Oh, Goliath, oh, so tall. They didn't send an army out to, to fight against this giant devil. This little bitty shepherd boy, he had his fighting clothes on. He had a garment of praise and he moved right onto the battlefield and the, and the devil, Goliath, said, what are y'all doing sending this little bitty boy out to do a man's job? What, what Goliath didn't remember is greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Church, it's time to quit saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's time for us to start saying, I can do all things through Christ which gives me strength. Quit allowing the devil to win. Amen? Now let's look. 2 Chronicles Chapter 20, starting in verse 14. Look at what it says. There's a bunch of names in here. I'm just going to call them George and John. The Spirit of the Lord came upon George, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Matheny, the Levite, a Levite, the sons of John, in the midst of the assembly. I think that God put all these big names just to see me to try to pronounce them. Look at verse 15. He said unto Judea, now listen, there's a meaning behind all of those names. I'm not mocking these names. I can't pronounce them. We all know that. Okay? And, the, and he said, listen, listen, listen. 
all Judea and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. In other words, listen, everybody from the most important to the least, everybody from the tallest to the smallest, the richest to the poorest, everybody listen. Thus saith the Lord, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed at this great horde. For the battle is not yours, but it is God's. Look at, look at the next verse. Tomorrow, get your lawn chairs and go down, stretch back, and watch God work. But that's what people do, spiritually speaking. That's what people do. We preach and preach at how God is going to take this battle, but everybody just says, okay, God's got this. Brother Andy has said, take your needs, lay them down at the altar, and leave them there. Well, God's got this. And we leave it alone. Nobody listens to the rest. Nobody pays attention to the rest of the story. They may remember that. Anybody remember? No, I'm not that old. Does anybody remember that radio? Come on. Nobody remembers that. Listen to the rest of the story. Now, does anybody remember? He says this tomorrow, after you've prayed, after you've listened to God, after you after God tells you, do not be afraid. God has got this. Your next step is to go down against them. Go down against those that's come against you. Go down to the enemy and you'll find them in the middle of a valley. Go on to the next verse. You don't need to fight. Just stand firm. You know what? I think in my mindset, what God is really trying to tell us right here in these few verse, in these few words, you ain't got to fight. Quit getting in the middle of things. Just stand there and watch me work. I needed to know you was you meant something. That's why I wanted you to come down to the battle, and I wanted you to be there. Don't get in the, don't meddle in what I tell you not to meddle in. I think that's really what He's trying to tell us, because too many times we try to fix it ourselves, and we make a mess. Hello? Is that anybody? Is that just me? Nobody's going to agree with that one. Okay. He tells them, stand firm. They're supposed to stand firm on sinking ground, right? They're supposed to stand firm on the Word of God. Go back to, I believe it's verse 15. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. The battle is not yours, it is God's. Go forward, two, verse, two, two slides. You don't need to fight it. Stand firm on what I've already told you. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. God has got this. Hold your position. Boy, I'm going to tell you something. Churches and, and Christians and church folks and everybody alike needs to see those words. Hold your position. How many times we 
We, we, we sway to and fro at every wind of doctrine. God is wanting to see if we're going to stand firm and hold our position. I'm going to stand firm and I'm going to tell you something. This is what a lot of folks are trying to say. Oh, it's okay. We can accept that sin. It's okay. We'll pet it. It's just a little bitty puppy dog. Little bitty puppy dogs grow. Hello? We got that little bitty doggy of ours uh, 13 months ago, rough, roughly. And when we got him, he was, he was this big. He weighed three pounds. They told us he won't get laid. A few months ago, I'm the one that took him to the vet for whatever shots he was supposed to go to. I don't know that they've given him any shots. Because of COVID, we can't go in. I don't know that they've given him any shots. They just taking a lot of money. We take him there, get his, get his one-year-old shots or something like that. He's at 22 pounds. Three pounds, 22 pounds. I said, how much more is he going to grow? Well, don't let him get over 50. 50? Are you kidding me? I didn't want him over 20. I was told he was the run. I'd hate to see the big one. But listen, that's a lot of times what we do is we feed, we feed the devil. I didn't call my dog the devil, but we sure do feed him a lot. We feed we feed the devil. We feed him whenever we start being afraid. When we start changing our position and we're not standing firm on the Word of God, we feed and he grows. Come on. Well, I know that we preached 14 years ago that that was sin. and I, we, 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 We've come to realize that really ain't. It's okay to steal. Now... Now, now, before anybody gets a thought process going on, I realize that a lot of man-made rules was preached many, many years ago. Everybody's wondering what I'm fixing to say next. Church, what man taught that was not backed up by this, that was man's rules. Hello? If it ain't backed up by the word, does anybody realize that I gave you, give y'all a ton of scriptures every time? Why? I don't want you to go back and say, Brother Andy said. I want you to look here and find it for yourself. Hello? Because I may not be there when the devil comes and wakes you up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hello? You've got to be able to say it and you've got to be able to know the word of God yourself. You've got to have the faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the... Thank you. We've got it to... It's got to be here so that it can come out here. Come on. We've got to have the faith. We've got to stand firm and hold our position and see the move of God on our behalf. Go to verse 7, the last, the last slide. Then he says it again. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow, why do you think it was tomorrow? I know I'm only on the first third of the page, okay? Why do you think it was tomorrow? 
He's wanting to see what you're going to do today. Now, are we going to just play cards and just penny ante around and just do whatever? Are we going to get on our knees before God and show Him we mean business? Are we going to stand firm, hold our position, get our garment, our spiritual warfare clothes on, get our garment of praise ready, or are we just going to step back and say, okay, God, I'm just going to let you do it. God wants to take care of it. God wants to do it, but He wants to note, are we meaning business? Tomorrow you'll go out against them, and God's going to be with you. People come to me all the time. I know that y'all have heard this out of my mouth time and time again. People come to me all the time and they'll say, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. Well, how about giving God credit for something? Come on. Well, what has God done for me? You know what? I was able to get up this morning. I was able to put my feet on the ground. I was able to take another step. I'm able to take a breath. God has done something. I got something to praise God for. Come on. Let's go on. Now that I've laid the foundation, y'all ready for me to preach? Okay, good. We've already mentioned that everybody likes to quote verse 15, but they forget the rest of it. God is wanting to know, are you willing to go into spiritual battle? We feel all warm and fuzzy about the blessings that God's given to us. We like the health. We like finances. We like the clothes on our back, the shoes on our feet, the food on our table. Or is it the Shoes on our table and the food on our feet. Y'all lady got up and sung that song. And just as loud as she could. Thank God for the shoes on my table and the food on my feet. She kept a going and everybody praised God right along with it. I'm thankful for what God has done. But I also know that I've got to do something to keep the blessings of God. Amen? Too many times people wants to step back and say, okay, God, it's time for you just to give, give, give. That ain't the way God works. Being a Christian is hard work. Teenagers, they grow up, and I remember from high school, I remember our, I know, I, look, I, I got it. Teenagers, they can't wait to get out of high school. Listen, at, look, you know what, two years out of high school, you know what I was wanting? I want to go back to kindergarten. I need nap time. Come on now. I miss those cookies and juice boxes. Growing up is hard. Let me give you a secret. Nobody's giving it to you. Oh, but the government... Nobody gives anything to you for free. Including God. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Salvation is free. Are you sure about that? We've preached and preached that. We've taught and taught that. Salvation is free. It's free to mankind. 
but a price was paid on Calvary. Are you wasting the price? My God in heaven above, that ain't the outline. Let me get back over here. Salvation is free to us. The very next step's going to start costing you. Why? Because that's growing in God. That's getting into that spiritual battle. That's showing God, I mean business to keep the salvation you've given to me and I want to take more steps. I want to dig into your word. I want to get closer to you. That, my friend, is going to cost you. It's going to cost you. So let's look on. Over the next couple of weeks, y'all know I like these couple of week things. They turn into a couple months. I got two of them. I think I'm going to just touch one. <laughs> Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at many declarations about spiritual warfare and how that we as the children of God need to use what God has given to us for the battles we're coming into. Now, I'm not going to ask because I don't want anybody lying. But all, all this is on our website, and I want you to really, really utilize that to your advantage. CBCOG.church. This is on my outlook. Why? Because I'm fixing to show you something. You can write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Go to, the, go, to the, go to the website. Print it off. Make your notes. Make notes on the website, and it'll email it to you. But I need you to get what we're fi- These next few weeks, y'all, I cannot stress the importance of what we're fixing to bring to you over the next few weeks about a spiritual warfare. Brother Andy, I want, I want, I want the, the warm and the fuzzies. I don't know about you, but this is warm and fuzzy for me. Because this is showing what we've got to be doing. Okay? Over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at some declarations of spiritual warfare. The first one we're going to look at is this. My word will give you power... To demolish strongholds. How many knows that there's strongholds in your life? Brother Andy, you're the pastor. You can't raise your hand. Okay. There are strongholds that are holding us down and we need the Word of God to demolish those strongholds. So I'm going to give you Scripture. This is what I'm talking about, but I want you to follow this. I want you to read these verses for yourself. Look, in these there's going to be a prayer declaration that I want you to pray. Now, I know that some more of these are on the website. Don't go ahead of me. Go ahead of me. They ain't all on there, I promise you. There's only two right now. But I want you, I want you to pray. You get up in the morning and you feel like a stronghold is fixing to tear you down. I want you to read these two verses. The first verse is the first verse is Psalms chapter 119 and 104. I want you to I want you to get your Bible out. I want you to get your phone out. I want you to look at these words and read it out loud. Why? Because God's word is going to demolish the strongholds. Look at 119 and 104. Through your precepts, through your word, I get understanding. And I hate every false way. Look, the devil is, want, the devil is wanting you to do false. 
Every one of us hears that still small voice in the back of our head. It's the Holy Spirit of God telling you what you need to do. And you know the difference between that and the devil. The devil ain't going to tell you to go pray for somebody. The devil ain't going to tell you, you need to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and you need to pray for 30 minutes. Let me just, let me, let, me, let me erase that on your head and make sure everybody understands. That ain't the devil. Hello? If there's a voice in the back of your head telling you to get up and pray for your pastor, let me tell you, it ain't the devil. There's a voice telling you to get up and pray for the church family. That ain't the devil. But I'm going to tell you what that voice will tell you. That voice will tell you at 8.30 on Sunday morning. Look, I already know y'all's this times. So I got this. 5.45. I walk into this building at 8, 8.15. Who wants to join me? Nobody raised their hands. Katie says, uh-uh. I'm still getting ready. But that still small voice that at 8.30 says you can pull that cover back over your head, get another 15 to 20 minutes of sleep, you can sit on your couch in your pajamas and watch the, the service with a cup of coffee and you're not sick? That ain't God. A few agreed with me. Let me ask you what would happen if I stayed home and sat on my couch and I drank a cup of coffee in my Alabama pajamas. I told somebody I was going to bring it in there. I didn't know how. Now look. Alabama number one ranked team goes into a battle <clears throat> against, what was that rank? Yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. 41. Now, look, I am not a football commentator, but I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to apply this spiritually for you, okay? Brother Andy, you can't get spiritual out of football. Watch it. Watch it. I can get spiritual out of... Never mind. Now look, I don't, I wasn't in the locker room, thank goodness. I wasn't in the locker room before, or halftime or after. But I can tell you what was going through the minds of some of those when, when they was going to the stadium. We number one. We ain't got to, we ain't got to show up and do the best. We ain't got to do every, look, they're 40, 41. Church. Whenever a Christian has that kind of mindset and they say, oh, greater is he that's in me and I've just got to sit back and let the one that's in me take care of things, then that's when you're going to lose all the game. And I don't care if at the last five minutes you think you won, there's still five minutes. Now, I'm not bringing up a second, so let's just move on. What God is wanting to know, let's go back into this. Now, I brought all that in spiritual speaking. Somebody just, somebody just turned me off and said, you can't go spiritual on football. I just did. 
Church, what you've got to understand and you've got to realize is God's wanting to know are you meaning business? Don't show up and think, oh, I ain't got to do nothing. We're just going to win this. Look at the next verse. Jeremiah 23 and 29. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? Let me tell you something. His word is like fire, and it needs to be shut up in your bone. How many's ever been out near a campfire? How many's ever had a spark come over and get into your shoe? How many when that spark got over in your shoe and started burning the bottom of your foot just sat there and looked like, well... No. You had to do something. Why? Because that fire... Brother Andy, you, you, laugh, you laugh too much. Joy is medicine for the soul, okay? Look, when that fire gets on your shirt sleeve or on your sock... You're going to have to do something. But I'm going to tell you something, church. I want the Word of God to be like fire shut up in my bones that I can't just sit back on the seat of do nothing and do nothing. I've got to do something for God. Come on. I want His words to break the rocks of a stronghold in pieces. This morning, as we continue to stand on the promises the Word of God has given to us. When we stand on His Word, we are able to demolish the satanic strongholds in our life. God's Word is more powerful than the raging fire that causes destruction and death. The Word of God is a strong fire that will burn up the works of the wicked God has given us the power to represent God's kingdom. Now look, look church. There are people that have been named ambassadors to other countries. And they're to represent the government of the United States of America. And when they do that, they have to act the right way. Come on. Supposed to. Church, we're here representing the kingdom of God. It's time, some church folks, it's time for some Christians to start acting like we represent the kingdom of God. Come on. Last thing. This is a prayer declaration. Now, if you don't have access to the website, or that becomes confused, once this is done, I'll print them all off for you, okay? You just got to let me know. This morning, as we're fixing to close, this is a prayer declaration because I want God's Word to give us power to demolish the strongholds in my life. I want the Word of God to demolish the strongholds in my life. Do you want God's Word to demolish strongholds in your life? Those strongholds are strongholds of depression. Those strongholds are strongholds of anxiety. Those strongholds are strongholds of financial destruction. Hello? 
Those strongholds are strongholds that comes against your health. Those strongholds are strongholds that comes against your family. Come on, church. Are you hearing me? Are you wanting these strongholds broken? These are verse, just two of the verses that you could read. I want you to help me with this prayer declaration. We're fixing to close in prayer, and I'm fixing to read to you this prayer declaration. What I want you to do this week, church, we're, we're preparing for war. We're in the middle of a spiritual warfare, and we're preparing for battle. In-house, live feed, we're preparing for battle. Hello? Throughout the course of this week, I want you to read these verses. I want you to read them out loud. And then I want you to pray this prayer of declaration. I don't, this, this ain't got to end it. You can, add, you can go all, you can pray as long as you want to. But I want you to read this out loud to God. This prayer declaration says this. Oh God, I will use your word like a powerful hammer to break down all of Satan's defensive borders in my life. Your word will spread like a wildfire fire throughout the enemy's dominion, burning up all his works of darkness. Some of you... Y'all, look, there's, I've been here almost seven years, and some of you, I, I know that I've done things in-house live feed. I know that there's things I've done, and some of you have thought it's been the silliest things. But it's worked. God takes the foolish and confounds the wise. Brother Andy, do you not have an education and not, not have a, a mindset to not do some of those things? Let me, I, you want to compare educations? Education is just a, at times, it's just a sheet of paper on a wall. It's what are you going to do with the Word of God? I've got certificates on my wall. One of them says that I'm an ordained bishop in the church of God. It means nothing if I don't allow God to use me. Come on. I am encouraging you. I'm going to be doing this this week, these and more. I am encouraging you throughout the course of this week. Would you pray these? Read these verses out loud and pray this prayer of declaration over your life, over your family's life, and over this church family. We're preparing for war. Would you stand all over this house? Live feed, thank you so much for being with us. I greatly appreciate you joining with us. If you have a prayer request, please text it to the number listed on the screen. We've been getting several prayer requests and know that we're praying for whatever the need is in your life. Thank you for allowing us to partner with you in prayer. Remember to visit our website for more information. And also, join us back this afternoon at 5 o'clock as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. May the good Lord bless you. Amen. And amen.